Before we jump into the episode, here's a quick disclaimer about our content. The Remote Real Estate Investor Podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as investment advice. The views, opinions, and strategies of both the hosts and the guests are their own and should not be considered as guidance from Roofstock. Make sure to always run your own numbers, make your own independent decisions, and seek investment advice from licensed professionals. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Remote Real Estate Investor. I'm Michael Album, and today I'm joined by Jose Santana, who is an investor out of Florida and New Orleans. And he's going to be talking to us today about what his investing journey has looked like, the projects he's working on today, and also some tips and tricks for you new investors out there. So let's get into it. Well, Jose, thank you so much for being here with us today. I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. And you were telling me before we started recording that you're originally a Florida guy, but you're currently out in New Orleans. Well, I grew up in New Orleans, but I've been in Florida for 30 years. Ah, so okay. So I, I come back. I still have property here. Right on. And you were working on a flip that you were telling me before we started recording, right? Yeah. We've done several flips here, but this one, this last one is a 120-year-old house, a uh, block and a half from Audubon Park, it's a really nice park. A uh, block and a half from the Mississippi River, just uh, built out of barge boards, just an amazing uh, home. Oh, that's awesome. And, uh, I want to I come back and get some of the details on that. But before we do, I want to know, throughout your whole real estate career, what's been your best day since becoming a real estate investor? I've had several, <laughs> quite a few. I think the best deal I ever did was my, my uh, home that I live in. We, we went to look at a house that wanted 263000 We were approved for 183000 it was five acres in a in an old farmhouse, and uh, we we told them we didn't want we didn't really care about the back two and a half acres. We just wanted the front, so we offered them 110 for the uh, the front half with the house, um, and they countered at 125. So we were in, and uh, we're still Holy in that house. Smokes. We've been there 25 years. Great house, <laughs> great deal. That's awesome. And so, what about like your best day as an investor? Can you think of one uh, since becoming one? Sure, sure. Yeah, no, we've had quite a few. Um, this particular house that we're working on now, we we purchased. Uh, it was somebody else's deal, uh, and they uh, they got transferred. They got another job and got transferred. They sold me the contract for four fifty, and by the time we're done, we'll be able to sell it just under a million dollars. Oh, that's incredible! So, that's incredible. It was a good day when we got that one. Uh, yeah, I bet. Now we're just trying to close it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right on. So now, kind of taking a step back, I'm curious to know about your real estate background. How did you get started? You know, walk us back a little bit. Well, I, my, I bought my first house when I was 19 years old, but uh, we got here from Cuba. Uh, I was five years old. My dad and my mom both had uh, elementary school educations, and my mom was a beautician. My dad was a butcher. So, you know, they, they weren't big into real estate or anything else, but, um, you know, once they got here, they started buying properties. So in the first couple of years, my dad bought five houses and, uh, and throughout my childhood, we, we grew up painting, plumbing, you know, fixing houses, crawling under houses, taking the trash yeah. out, um, doing all that stuff. So, um, when I was, uh, when I was 19, I had I, 18, I went to a, a real estate seminar and, uh, it was one of the, it was a New Orleans Real Estate Investors Association. So back then they would bring in a bunch of authors over a weekend and they would talk about their books. And yeah, so I, I, I bought a book called Nothing Down and not just read it, but studied it. I mean, I, I did that back and forth and upside down. Um, and my dad, about a year, I mean, I have six months probably later, my dad gave me um, a lead on a house. 
Um, and so I went to look at it and it was destroyed. Somebody had started a demo but that, and then left it. And so the, the owners picked it up again and they wanted $50,000 for it at the time. It was a fourplex. And uh, I, uh, I, I told them, look, I'm going to talk to my dad, but I don't, I don't think this is for me. And a week later, they called me back and they said, would you buy it for 35? <laughs> sure. <laughs> that changes things a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that does change the calculus a bit. Um, and so, but we couldn't, I, I couldn't finance it. I mean, there was, it was not in a condition where a bank would touch it. I did a lease option for six months. So I was paid them $200 a month for six months and with a purchase option. And so towards the end, I still had, we fixed it in two months. We had to rent it. It was great, but we still had, couldn't find a bank that would finance it. And uh, so I, my mom knew a guy who, well, my mom was a beautician. So she did the hair of a guy, uh, of, of, of another lady whose son was the president of a bank. And uh, and so I went to him. I already had the appraisal. I already had my credit, everything, all the, the whole packet. I just handed it to him. And uh, he says, okay, we can close this on Wednesday. So Monday. And uh, I'm like, okay, so Monday, uh, Wednesday, it's going to go to the committee and you'll get back to me. He's like, nope, we'll close it on Wednesday. I am the committee. <laughs> and uh, so we we uh, we bought it for 35, but we actually financed it for 55 because the appraisal was at 104 when we finished. And this was back 1985 or so, 84. Um, so my first, uh, first loan was 15.6% interest. Holy smokes. <laughs> That's what when people, when people say it can't get worse. Yeah. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. But you can make it work even from then if you buy it right. And that's what my dad always taught me. He says, if you buy it right, you'll make money no matter what. Uh, so we keep our we keep our costs low at the beginning. And, you know, it, it can it can make up for a lot of errors along the way. Yes, it can. And that's something I always tell people, especially on on smaller loan balances, is don't go looking to split hairs on four and a half interest, four and a half percent interest versus five percent or four percent right. on a on a small enough loan balance. It's it's negligible, and of course, less is better. But don't go killing yourself trying to get the absolute best rate on that size loan amount. Yeah, well, fifteen percent will get your attention though. So you had to. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it's fifteen and four, yeah, yeah go. <laughs> Go claw on that. Um, so it took a few more years until the market kind of balanced up before we could buy a couple more. Um, but really, you know, it, it's about at that point, I was buying about a house every five years or so. Now, a couple we kept, a couple we still have. Um, and then, you know, it got to we we're buying one every year and then, or one every two years and one every year. And now we're buying about three a year. Oh my so gosh. today I've got uh, 15 properties, um, a couple more in the hopper that we're trying to buy. Um, 17 units, a couple of them are, are duplexes. Most of them are uh, single family homes that we can rent. Uh, got good positive cash flow on them. Uh, we only owe, we only have mortgages on about a third of them. So wow. the rest of them are free and clear, which which really helps out. Because last year, I, I was an executive with a furniture company, a big furniture company, probably heard of. And, uh, and so I, I ran uh, a third of the world for them. I did all their, part of their international business in Latin America. Wow. And, uh, and so after COVID, those jobs went away. <laughs> and, you know, most people were, were, you know, scrambling to find another job. I just, you know, for me, I just transitioned from buying and holding to buying and starting to do flips now. So this is our third flip in six months that we're doing now. That's awesome. And when you say we, is there a team involved that you're working with? My wife and, wife I. and you. <laughs> no, no. My wife, yeah. They, I call her the project manager. That's great. Because she'll come in and say, you know, that door shouldn't be there. And I'll give her 50 reasons why it should be there. And then as soon as she leaves, you know, tell somebody, you know, give her that door. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. 
That's great. So, you know, w- w- women buy property, so you have to listen to them. She does a, she's got a better eye for that stuff than I do. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Man, so just to kind of, because I mean, you, you glossed over it, but I just want to touch back on that first deal you ever did. So just to make sure I heard you right, it was partially demolished. It was a four unit. You bought it and fixed it up in two months, but you did that via lease option. Yeah. So that way you could start generating positive cash flow really before you had much of a, a mortgage payment. Yeah, uh, we had, let's see, the payment on it was about $840 a month, somewhere around there. Uh, we rented the top two apartments for $800 each, uh, the back apartment for $750, and then I used the front part as an office because I'd started a construction business at the time. Um, so I, I was making $1,500 on it. And at, you know, before we even had a note, my, my rent was only $200 a month for the first six months on it. And it, it cost us about $10,000 to fix it at the time, which is all I had in the bank. <laughs> so it was nice when we closed the house. Um, each of the owners walked away with about $15,000 after their cost. And I walked away with a check for $16,000. Holy smokes. So I got all my money back plus a little bit. That's incredible. So, I mean, you're really, you really combined a lot of different strategies at the time. Did you know what you were doing at the time or did, you, did it kind of fall into your lap? Well, like I told you, I went to a seminar. <laughs> so I went to, to a weekend seminar. I heard a lot of different strategies. And then I bought a book. Got it. And, uh, and so the book was, I mean, it was called Nothing Down. I think it was Robert Allen was the, uh, and, and I, I studied it. I mean, I really, I really did. I read it a few times. And so, it, and it was all just each chapter was a different strategy. So, you know, I was, I, not that I, that I kind of, not that I knew exactly what I was doing, but I had a pretty good idea. I had a good roadmap of where I needed to be. So, okay. you know, it's, it, it wasn't a shock at the end when, when we, when we got to the end result, the thing that shocked me was walking away with a $16,000 check. <laughs> you know, I, I, I had no idea that, you know, that was a nice surprise for me. I thought I'd get maybe a thousand dollars back or something. And, you know, back then it's my first mortgage I'd ever done. So really didn't know how the process worked. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I mean, I've spoken to a lot of investors. I've been so lucky to do so uh, just in my general everyday life and on the show. And I think you're the first person who's used a lease option on the buy side. Normally, when we hear about it, it's on the sell side. If I'm an owner, I'm going to sell a property, I'll use a lease option because it can you know, do a lot of big benefits for you. Uh, but you used it on the buy side and then you kind of did a burr at the same time. So, I mean, kudos to you. That, that is really cool. Yeah, I mean, I like the way they have names for that stuff now, like for her and things like that. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, like, you know we, I, I was just, you know, I was just happy to get in the game you know, at the time. And I was 19. So a lot of the, I went to six banks before I could, you know, before we finally found one that, that, that was able to help us out. And, and I know that it wasn't because the deal was bad, because it was already appraised for three times what, we're, what the purchase price was. Um, and so, you know, it, 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 everything was right. My credit was fine. I had money. So it, it, it wasn't, wasn't any of that. It's just, that they, you know, they, it was, a you know, I was 19 years old. It wasn't a great credit risk for them. Right. Um, so I was, I was, I can't tell you how much of a relief it was when, uh, when, we, when we finally did close it. I, I didn't think we would actually close it until we actually walked out. I, yeah. Well, you hear a lot of these horror stories about banks kind of pulling people around, changing things at the 11th hour. So that kind of stuff happens even to really good credit risk uh, borrowers. So the fact that you were 19 and were able to to close that, again, nicely done. That's awesome. I'm curious, Jose, because so many people, I think, have a similar experience that you have. They go to a seminar, they read books, they join the Rootstock Academy, they become part of uh, some program to help educate them about real estate. 
And then they never do anything with it. And I'm curious if you can recall to what was kind of that tipping point for you between where you decided, now I have enough information to actually go do the thing, as opposed to, well, maybe if I read another book or maybe one more seminar. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people around me at the time had real estate. So my dad had real estate. My uncles had, you know, run real estate. Nobody was living off of it. So nobody made a business of it. Um, it was just a nice investment to have on the side. Um, and so I had, and like I said, I grew up cleaning and fixing and painting and doing plumbing. And you know, I would say I had a you know, pipe wrench in one hand, a you know, hammer in this hand, a paintbrush between my teeth. <laughs> but, you know, for free, by the way. Ah. <laughs> My dad, my dad paid us with room and board. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's why I feel like often parents have kids for the free labor, you know? Yeah, my brother has eight of them, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But, but, you know, so we had, I had a lot of, you know, it wasn't that I, it wasn't that I, I would think that, you know, we just, I was just getting information and sometime down the road, I, would, I went to the seminar because I was already interested in the subject. And, and so once I had, you know, even some information, I was positive I was going to do it. I was just looking for the deal. And my dad had just written, driven past this property. He says, yeah, this might be a good one for you. Call them up. And it took me about a week to do that because I was scared. Um, but once I got in there and saw that, I mean, at least the seller took me seriously and the people helping me fix it took me seriously. I was like, maybe this will work. Yeah. And uh, it worked out from there. Okay. Well, so I'm curious to know then, what would you say to an investor who's just getting started, who is looking to do, you know, get their first deal done, whatever it's a flip or a buy and hold, what would you say to them? Well, what I would say to them is start, first of all. <laughs> so don't be afraid to start. Um, but don't also, also don't jump into something just because it's a purchase. So sometimes you see people bid up properties way beyond uh, what they're worth uh, just because they want to buy it because it's all programmer. Or, you know, mm -hmm. or or because they, you know, they, they think that somewhere down the line, it might be worth more. And I've also told people not to buy properties when they, you know, looked at deals with them. So, mm -hmm. The numbers won't work for you. You won't make you won't make cash flow on it if that's what you're trying to do. So, you know, but I'll always look for something. And if the numbers can make uh, make good sense for you to make some cash flow on it, then purchase it right away. Uh, if you don't think that you can, you know, if, don't buy it for value. You know, don't buy it because you think, well, the market's going up because the market will come down <laughs> just when you need it. And, and right. you, you don't want to keep you don't want to have to pay, a, you know, buy a, an investment property where you have to keep putting money into it every month to pay a mortgage. Yeah. So, you know, what I would tell them is, is start, but don't go crazy. You know, just uh, look for something where the numbers work. Love that. And so judging by that tidbit, is it safe to say that you're a, a cash flow first investor? Yes. Yes, Definitely. Uh, which helps, you know, it's uh, for years, you know, I was, like I said, I, I called my wife, my, uh, my project manager, but for years, it was just one of those little things where she, she didn't really, it was my thing. She didn't really get into it too much. Uh, I used to tell her that if something, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow on the way to the funeral home, stop at a real estate and just sell everything because <laughs> she wouldn't <laughs> be able to manage it. But uh, now she's taking an interest in it. Now she sees it actually works, you know, where we make Probably, uh, well, we, we make from our properties about $20,000 a month. And, uh, you know, we probably have about a third of that in mortgage payments and the rest of it's cash flow. So, you know, it, it's, uh, it's easier to save up for another one when you have that kind of money coming in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
And so I'm curious, of your portfolio, did you buy some of it in cash or did you aggressively pay off some of those mortgages? Talk to us a little bit about how you ended up with only a third of your properties having mortgages. Yes, all that. So some of it, you know, <laughs> it's true. So some of it, I, I you know, a few of them I've, I've purchased. And lately I've purchased more cash because we, we actually have a little bit more cash now than before. Um, the, and then the other ones we purchased, we paid off quickly. So like, you know, some of it, a lot of them, we, we probably paid less than $100,000 for the property. And so um, since I had a job and I was making more money on the side, uh, or not on the side, I was making more money. This was my side income. I was piling, piling that money into paying them off. Because if you have a $70,000 $70, mortgage, it doesn't take that long to pay it off. You can pay it off four or five years. Um, and so, you know, once you get that, then and obviously you raise the rents as you go along. You create more cash flow and it just kind of helps itself go faster. So my, I, I've always wanted to, I didn't, I never trusted a job and, you know, and I've had some really good jobs. So get me wrong. I've worked with some great companies and, and done very well, but no matter how big the company is, I've never moved for a company because I didn't trust them. Um, you know, I've, I've seen people who've moved across the country, brought their kids, brought everything, changed schools, and then their job gets eliminated. And, uh, and so real estate's given me a lot of security because I can, you know, if something happens where a job, my job moves somewhere else. I was fine staying where I was because it didn't really change my life. And so not creating a lot of debt. And obviously when you have less debts too, and you have less mortgages, then when you go to buy a house, you, you know, your, uh, uh, your down payment is going to be a lot less. Uh, once you get over 10 mortgages, it's, it's over 30% that you have to put in. So you have to really think about it before going in where you can do it with 20 or 25%. Um, and I've got good mortgage brokers that I work with as well, but but I do everything I can to to increase the cash flow and lower the debt on it. So if the market turns down tomorrow, I mean, we have to lower rents. We're still okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so, I mean, there's the argument to be said that it's using leverage is a way to maximize your return from a, from a metric perspective. Get your dollars working as hard for you as physically possible. But you're talking about almost the opposite of, hey, my mental well-being and stress level is minimized because I have maximum cash flow. I don't have to answer to anybody in, in terms of a monthly basis to make my mortgage payment, right? Yeah. And they both work, right? So if you're going to use leverage, you just need more properties because obviously since you're paying a note, then your cash flow is going to be less on that property over time. And so to get to, let's say $2,000, you may need two properties or three properties. Um, whereas if it's paid off and you're charging $1,500 a month, <laughs> That's all yours. Right. And, you know, so, you, you know, it's, it, it's not that I'm opposed to leverage. I'm okay with it. You know, like the property we, we, we're doing now, we paid $450,000 for. Um, yeah, that wasn't sitting around. You know? So we used, we used a hard money loan for that. And, you know, hopefully we'll be able to pay it off quickly. And, and, uh, and actually, and I'm, I'm fairly confident this it's going to make us money, you know, all the way around. But it's the first time I had used hard money. Um, so I'm, I'm okay with leveraging and using other people's money, but I'd much rather use my yeah. own. So you don't have to answer to anybody. It's, it's a lot less stress and, uh, you can go at your yeah. own pace. Makes total sense. So I'm curious, Jose, I mean, you guys have built up an awesome portfolio, really, really nice cash flows. Where are you going? How do you know when you're done or what does done look like for you and your wife? Is there such a thing? No, so, <laughs> I was at a wedding and, uh, with my, with my wife's family and one of her cousins, says uh, that, you know, I, t I told him I, I retired last last summer. I took uh, early retirement, my company. 
He goes, so uh, I hear you're not working. I said, no, I'm just, I, I work harder now than I did before. I just manage my real estate. He goes, hmm, so you have properties? Yeah, how many do you have? He said, I told at that time it was 16. I said, 16. He says, so what's your goal? I said, it was 10. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so they're never really, I mean, it was 10, but you just keep going past it, you know, it's not, as, as deals come up. But like I said, you know, I'm not in a hurry to, to get, you know, in over my head. I get deals presented to me probably daily um, at this point. And, you know, people call me every day asking if I want to sell my properties, which, you know, all they're asking for is if you want to give it away to them because at the prices they're going to buy. Pennies it. on the dollar. Yeah, exactly. I'm not desperate to get rid of anything. But uh, but I out, but I'm always nice to them because you know I've, I've been in sales uh, sales businesses forever, so I, I know that you know there's a lot of rude people you know out there. So I'm always nice to them. I have a conversation with them. But at the end, I always say, "But listen, I don't want to. I'm not really interested in selling any of my properties at this time. But if you come across something in the same general area that you think might be interesting, give me a call." And I've purchased a couple that way. Hmm. That's great. I mean, it makes so much sense because the world is, you know, this small and those of us who are investing is, is this small. So it's, it's a pretty it's a pretty tight network once you start to realize. Yeah. And I'd rather have those guys working for it or doing the hard work, right? Beating the bushes for me and finding a, a good deal somewhere and then competing with a very small you know, group of people who actually have cash to buy them today. Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. Jose, I know that you use Stessa. And I'm curious to get your thoughts on how you've been able to utilize it, whether or not you like it, and what some of the, the features that you think newer investors should be aware of. Yeah, I'm Stessa's biggest fan. Um, and, and the reason why is because it was so bad before Stessa. So, so tough. You know, as, as my portfolio grew, as my business grew, and it, I was traveling um, constantly. So I needed something that I, that I could manage it. Um, and so I, I, start, I, I wasn't happy with anybody that I found. Uh, or professionals that I found. So, you know, accountants or, you know, some of the people that are out there, the bookkeepers, um, not very mm -hmm. good at real estate. And so, you know, you don't want to have to pay somebody and teach them how to do it at the same time. Uh, yes. So, so I, I tried, well, let me try QuickBooks. And uh, I worked, uh, I, I worked at it for about a year. And it, it, and it was still, I was never confident. I was, it was always, you know, I, I, I felt, you know, and every other week they're sending you classes on QuickBooks and you need them because it's a huge program. Um, it's so big and so general that it really doesn't doesn't do much for us. Um, and so I was on by Facebook and, and found an ad for Stessa. And I said, well, let me try it. And I tell you, I, I was I was here in New Orleans, actually. And I think the first day I set up, I mean, within an hour, I set up three properties. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and I've used it ever since. I mean, I, I don't know if Stessa was just starting out or not at the time, but it, it really is an amazing program because you can organize your 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 business. I can run it pretty much off of my phone um, or or my iPad. Um, you know, so you can use it in the field. And when I go to the bank, you know, they want a uh, uh, some of the reports are amazing on there. They're just so easy. You do it, email somebody. So like the the, uh, the schedule of real estate owned. I love that one. <laughs> Yeah. You know, put it in Excel, email it, and we're you know, people are like, well, you have to put together, and if it needs this, this, no problem, I got it. Uh, you know, within three minutes, they have it in their email. Uh, so, I mean, it's just it, it's become a very great tool for me to to expand my business because I don't have to worry about, um, you know, I, I don't have to worry about every time I add a new house, a new house or, or a new property, 
all the bookkeeping and all this. I mean, it's all done and it's very, it's geared towards everything that we need. And the, the advice is amazing. The, the, uh, the way that they remind you about things is, is incredible. You know, they tell you, well, did you get rent from this one this month? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can look at all your rents as they come in. I mean, everything's tied in there. So it really is a good, good program. I, everybody had asked me about it. I'm like, you have to try this one. And, and I just found out, by the way, what Stessa means. Because uh, now that they started rotating the logo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it now spells it out. Uh, yeah. I didn't care. I, I just liked what it was. You could have called it anything. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm so glad to hear that, Jose. And just for all of our listeners, I have to ask, did we pay you or prompt you with any of those answers? Uh, no. But, you know. <laughs> I, I accept any kind of money you want to send. So. <laughs> no. That's no, great. No, I, I am Stessa's biggest fan. I really am. That's fantastic. We we just had the um, the manager of customer success on uh, on a podcast we recorded last week, and we were asking him. You know, or actually, we were talking about how cool it is that Stessa is really purpose built for investors by investors, and it sounds like you're really starting to see that. And, ex- and you've experienced that in, in your using of the program. Yeah. And I've sent in a couple of uh, suggestions on reports. And then, you know, you see them a little bit later, you see them come in there. And like, you know, my favorite uh, is month to date reports. Because at first they didn't have month to date. They had year to date. Now they have to go into the custom dates and all. Um, so they, they do listen to what you, you know, what, what the community asked for. Yeah. When it makes sense, obviously. Right, right, right. Um, that, that podcast we recorded, we actually did a screen share and he was walking us through, there's a forum and then people can vote on wish list items. So if you're listening to this and you're wanting to see, right. Hey, what, what things are being talked about, go check out the wish list on the SESA forum and, and throw in your, your vote because they do absolutely listen. Okay. So as we look to wrap this up, say, I'm curious to know what's one thing that you wished you had known before you started investing in real estate. Well, you know, it, it's, I, I, I thought about that quite a bit, you know, and I get asked that every once in a while. And it's not so much what I, you know, that I was missing information because information was out there and I, I had a lot of it when I started, but um, it, it's not so much what I knew is what I, what I w- wish I had. See, today we've got, uh, you know, you can go on the internet and see videos on how to repair things so you don't have to pay professionals. You know, you've got you got so much information at your fingertips. You've got things, the tools like Stessa, um, you know, that that are just out there and help you manage it. Um, so, to, and you've got auction sites. <laughs> I love auction sites. So you don't you, know, you can you can buy any house in any state, pretty much. You know, sitting at your desk uh, in your pajamas. Um, and so, you know, what I wish that I knew was that you know, I I, I kind of I enjoy my journey, and, and you know, we kind of had a. We a learning curve, but it was a fairly quick one. But um, I, I think it's more like what I wish I had. And so if I would have had all the tools that we have today, I'd have ten times as many properties today. Yeah, yeah, that makes so much sense. So, and then as a follow up to that question, what do you envision would make your journey even easier? If you could create something, or if you could invent something, what would it be? Um, actually, it would. You know, I, I've, I've thought about that as well. I, I think that it would be great if I, if I could create a site where people who want to just sell their properties, not involve, you know, agents, not involve, you know, professionals, just just sell their properties outright at a, at a regular amount, you know, at a normal price. That's good for investors because, you know, what, what happens today is that they call their, their local um, real estate broker and then the price goes to whatever Zillow is plus 10. Um, and so it's always, you know, but if you 
you could just go on there and say, look, I've had this house since 1980. It's been paid off uh, for the last 20 years. And if somebody would give me, you know, $120,000 for it, cash, I'll take it today. You know, just one site where you could just post your house on there and, and, and sell it right away. I think it would be great for both, right? For sellers and for buyers very quickly. So if Stessa wants to come up with something like that, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, have you have you seen? Uh, there's pretty much Facebook marketplace groups or Facebook groups uh, for every yeah. every major metro. Have you seen yeah. listings yeah. on there? Because I've seen those types of listings on there. Well, I haven't seen those type of lists. I've seen listings, but usually they're you know they're a lot higher than than even the market. Um, I use Facebook marketplace all the time. In fact, the other day we we were doing a patio in the back of this house with old reclaimed bricks. Uh, which are here in New Orleans, they're $1,600 a, a pallet. Uh, so I went on Facebook Marketplace, found nicer bricks for $275 uh, for 500 bricks. You know, so I found, went, got three truckloads of them, <laughs> came up beautiful. It's like one of my wife and I's favorite website. We furnished almost, almost exclusively our entire house with it. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I wish that the properties there, at least, you know, in South Florida, the properties are, are you know, just, they're expensive. Uh, but then on on top of that, you know, they, they I, people who want to sell on on Facebook, the ones that I've seen are usually agents that are trying to advertise their their homes, mm. their their open houses. Um, I have I, I wish I would get you know that they would have just regular sale, you know, people who want to sell their houses, right? They just want to sell it quick and move on with minimal paperwork. And one day I'm going to find somebody who's going to set that. I was going to say, you know, we'll, we'll do a call out to all of our <laughs> listeners. If there's any developer, web developers out there, entrepreneurs out there who want to who want to create a new site, that's one that's one to do. That's awesome, Jose. This has been awesome. But uh, before we let you go, I wanted to ask you if people have questions for you, wanted to reach out to you regarding deals or anything real estate related. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Um, well, the easiest way is probably just you know Facebook, Facebook Messenger, Jose Santana, uh, Homestead, Florida. Um, you know, my email is JRS0213 at Gmail. Um, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't really want them to call me on it, if they email me or email me or Facebook, this should be fine. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Well, Jose, thank you again for coming on. This was a lot of fun and, uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch soon. Yeah. Thanks. I enjoyed it. Hey, like, all right. Take care. Bye-bye. Alrighty, everybody. That was our episode. A big, big, big thank you to Jose for coming on the show today. I had a lot of fun chatting with him. I'm sure everyone listening got a ton out of that episode. As always, feel free to leave us a rating or review, whatever it is you listen to your podcast. If you're checking this out on YouTube, feel free to hit the like and subscribe button. It helps the algorithm bring you more content like this. We look forward to seeing you on the next one and happy investing.